Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber L. B. Swenson. Today's episode is called, If I Could Just Be a Better Butcher. I hope by the end of this episode, I will have convinced myself and maybe even you to make some changes that we know that we should be making. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school. I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. So the title of this episode comes from Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 5, where he says, If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Clearly, Jesus is not talking literally about gouging at our eye or cutting off our hand. He's saying to get rid of the things that cause us to sin and even to cause us to have less of a life than he would have us have. So I think a lot of times we know exactly what the problem is. And a lot of times we know exactly what the solution is. We just don't really want to do the solution. So let me explain. I know when I go to put a pair of pants on that they are getting too tight. I know what the problem is. The problem is the late night snacks that I enjoy that are high caloric and high in sugar. And I get that. I know that. I know if I want my pants to fit well, I really need to stop with the late night snacks. That doesn't mean that I do. So in the morning, every single morning, I think that's a good idea. Every single evening, I go, oh, a little bowl of ice cream isn't going to hurt. Or, oh, a little bit of caramel corn really sounds great right now. And I think this is the thing that a lot of us fall into, this twofold justification. Let's call it that. So number one, we enjoy what we enjoy. And we think, what is life if you can't enjoy it, right? Well, we can really justify a lot of sins that way too. Pornography, even the things that we watch on TV that aren't um, considered pornographic, they, they really are anymore. A lot of series on TV are plain and simply pornographic in the amount of skin that they show and what they show happening right in front of people. So, um, you know, I think we justify what we justify. So we say, well, you know, I'm watching this series and yeah, there's sex scenes in it, but you know, I'm not watching it for the sex scenes. I'm watching it for the, the drama and the storyline. 
And I enjoy the storyline, so I'm not going to quit watching it because I don't want to miss out on that enjoyment. So again, number one, I enjoy what I enjoy. And number two, I think we think we have all kinds of time. We'll clean up our act someday, right? But that doesn't really work because every day we have to decide if we're going to live for Christ or live for the world. And how are we going to live our best life for Christ? Maybe like me, you've got sucked into a lot of series on Netflix or Amazon Prime where season one is pretty harmless. It's it's not bad at all. But going on, the further you go along, the more a worldly worldview comes in, the more things that are offensive to God, whether it's language using God's name in vain, nudity, sexuality, whatever it is, um, they come in in later seasons and it, it up the antes even more. It goes from this pretty harmless TV series to all of a sudden being something that you know you shouldn't be watching. The problem is you got sucked into season one and now you don't want to give up on the, on the plot. You want to find out what happens to the characters. Jesus told the parable of the rich man the rich fool. And that rich fool was saying, I have a lot. And so I'm going to store up all that I have. I'm going to really enjoy my life. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry and have a good time now. And in Jesus' parable, God said to the man, you're a fool. This very night, your life is going to be demanded of you. And then what's going to happen to all your stuff? We really lose track of the big picture so often. We don't really think it matters that we, like in the examples I use, that we spend an evening in front of the TV. We don't really think it matters that we, you know, are eating these high caloric snacks or whatever. But little by little, day after day, it matters. And this is why. Because every day we make choices. And those choices add to or subtract to from what we want to accomplish. So at the end of my life, will it matter how many Netflix series I watched? Well, it might. Because what else could I have been doing during that time? I could have been visiting with my neighbor. I could have been praying. I could have been calling widows. I could have been um, writing Bible studies. I could have been doing a lot of things in God's kingdom instead of sitting in front of the TV. And yeah, sure, an hour or two a night doesn't add up to much, but it adds up to a lot. Because, you know, every book that I've written has come down to an hour or two at night. And over time, it adds up. What do I want my life to amount to? How do I want to spend my life? You know, it's funny. Just the other night, I had this thought. It was about 9.15 at night, and I thought, I could spend 45 minutes cleaning right now, and I could probably get quite a bit done. And you know what? Even though I thought that, I decided I didn't want to do that. It was the end of the day. I was feeling tired. I decided I wanted to sit down and watch a show instead, and that's what I did. And the next day, 
when I had a house full of people because my children had invited friends over, I was thinking how much better it would have been had I chosen to clean for 45 minutes the night before. Every day comes down to a whole bunch of choices. And we can decide how we want to spend our life. God gives us that freedom. And the question is, are we going to spend it well? Or are we going to whittle it away, little by little, hour after hour each day? I was writing a Bible study for Matthew. I've been in the book of Matthew for a year now with my women's Bible study group. We're going through it slowly, chapter by chapter. And I was, um, in Matthew 10, there's a, a verse that says, If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. And as I was leaving, reading through the People's Bible commentary on it, it said that passage and others like it in the Bible suggest that there will be different levels of hell. And that on the flip side of it, there will also be different levels of heaven. So I looked up a other passage. In Luke chapter 12, verses 47 and 48 says, The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be given. I'm sorry, much more will be asked. That was very sobering for me. Because God gives us our talents and our abilities. And then we are to steward them. So if I take the talents and abilities that he's given me, and I watch TV every night... That's how I'm using my talents and abilities. On the same token, I can use those talents and abilities to further God's kingdom as I work on things to bring other people to know Christ. And again, it comes down to what do I want my life to have amounted to? Do I want it to amount to hundreds of hours in front of the TV or do I want to limit the time I spend in front of the TV and instead be putting hundreds of hours into God's kingdom and into things that actually have an eternal value? The writer of Hebrews told us to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles because, you know, I have found this is not a one-time battle. I will fight a good fight one day, and the next day I'll fall off the bandwagon again. Or today I'll make a good choice and I'll be super discerning, but tomorrow, not so much. This is going to be a lifelong thing. And I think what we need to do is just become better butchers. We need to be able to notice the source of distraction for me it, it really does come down to distraction. I can be very easily distracted. I have a whole list of things I want to do in God's kingdom. And, you know, I can very easily be distracted from doing those things. And it become a, I will do this someday instead of doing it now. Well, this is a problem. I am not promised someday. 
I may only have a few more days or a few more years. Only God knows. And don't I want to use the time that I have in the best possible way for God's kingdom? I do. Toby Mack has um, memes that he puts out all the time. I'm sure he has a team. I'm sure it's not just him, but they're called Speak Life. And I just love these memes. I really, I really gravitate towards them. And I picked out three of them today that I think really speak to this topic. The first one says, you are allowed to outgrow people. And I think it's really important that we realize that not everybody is good for us spiritually. And I mean even Christians. I have some Christian friends who I have a ball with, who I have said to them, if you were in my life more often than you are, I might go to hell. Because we tend to get very sarcastic and we laugh a ton but at other people's expense and things go downhill fast. And so I have recognized that it is important for me to limit my time with those people because honestly, I want to be around people who really are propelling me forward and holding me accountable and encouraging me to do more in God's kingdom instead of being out for a good time. So it's important that we realize that we don't have to stay around the same people all the time. And they can still be our Christian friends. We can just limit the amount of time that we spend with them. The second quote is, often the easiest way to solve a problem is to stop participating in the problem. So here's a problem that I had. I have not always been a very good housekeeper. And I have recognized, just as I admitted earlier, that a lot of times that comes down to my choices. I choose not to clean my house. I choose to do something else instead. But the problem comes in when other people stop over at my house. And I want my kids to bring their their friends home. And if I want that, then it's up to me to keep the house clean so that I feel comfortable with them having their friends over. So the way for me to no longer have this problem is to stop participating in the problem, to stop making choices that lead to my house being a mess. And that has been a very, it's taken, it's taken effort on my part to make different choices, but my house is considerably cleaner today than it has been in the past. And I hope to keep making better choices to make that an okay um, or a better I want my play at my house to be somewhere where people can stop over and I can invite them in without feeling like I'm going to die of embarrassment. And because of that, I am trying to quit participating in the problems that keep me from cleaning my house. I've realized that hospitality is a big thing in God's kingdom, and it's a big way that we can have influence over people. So that problem is easily solved in me making better choices. The third quote from Toby Mac says, despite popular opinion, there is no fence between hell and heaven. And we want there to be a fence. We want to have one one leg in hell and one leg in heaven. We want to enjoy the grace God gives us, but still still make those choices. We want to watch those series that may not have their best language or a worldly 
um, our good, godly Christian point of view. We want to enjoy our life and have the freedom in Christ to do what we want to do, but we want to be saved. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 2 said, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. The Apostle Paul is saying, look, every day, work out your salvation. That doesn't mean earn your salvation. It means work it out. It means make better choices with fear and trembling, knowing that it is very easy to get sucked into things. And those things, little by little, over time, whether it's the music that we listen to, the things that we watch on TV, the people we hang out with, whatever it is, little by little, they can erode our spiritual life so that we are in danger of hell. There is no fence between heaven and hell. We don't get to sit on that fence and enjoy the pleasures of hell and then go to heaven. We are to be living as Christians. The Apostle Paul also said in Philippians, live a life that is worthy of the calling that you have. The, live a life worthy of the gospel. We don't want as Christians to just fall into being part of the world. We are to be the salt. We're to live apart from the world. We are to be good stewards of the gifts that God has given us, and that means making better choices. So I hope like you, like me, I hope that all of us will start to become better butchers. I'm going to be praying that God would help me to cut out the things in my life that keep me from living the most abundant life I can and from doing as much as I can for his kingdom for as long as I'm here. I want to be the best steward I can of all that he has given me. This has been little things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. Please remember to like and share this message and subscribe to my podcast if you enjoy it. And don't forget, Time of Grace is listener supported. So we covet your prayers and your financial contributions. 